At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday here on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two. Appreciate you guys starting your Sunday with me here on Visa. I'm Mark Zeno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno with you till 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. As we continue the football conversation here on Point Spread Sunday, let's turn our attention from the pros to the NFL. Joining us from uh, a professional college football handicapper, Paul Stone. Here on VSIN. Paul, good morning and welcome. Good to be on with you, Mark. And uh, it's great to be uh, sitting here on uh, June 19th talking some college football. So, really, uh, really looking forward to visiting with you. Yeah, less than uh, 90 days away right now from the opening kick of the season. Uh, clearly, Georgia and Alabama at the top of the favorites list. But if you're not going to go there, where are you looking right now uh, heading into the season as teams that could vie for a national championship? Well, I tell you, one that I think's got a little more value, maybe than than the ones at the very top, would be the Clemson Tigers. Uh, there at circa a little bit better than eleven eleven to one is the price you can get. You know, you look last year uh, at Clemson's offense, and obviously they struggled immensely. On the average, twenty four point four points per game to rank eighty fifth in scoring offense, and obviously they're they're much maligned quarterback DJ Uyangale has to show some development 
if he fails to, you know, come out of the gate playing well, they could turn to true freshman quarterback Cade Klubnik, a highly uh, touted recruit out of Austin, Texas. But after we talk about the offense a little bit, certainly this Clemson team is a team that plays great defense. In 2022, I think it's clear they have the best defense in the nation. They might not be 2021 Georgia good, but they're going to be pretty close to it. They're going to be awfully good. Again, I believe they're the best in the nation. And when you're looking at these things, Mark, I think most importantly, you've got to look at the schedule. And their schedule, predictably manageable. A trip to Notre Dame in the first Saturday uh, there in November going to be their toughest test by far. They'll clearly be favored in the other 11 games. Got a fairly easy road to the uh, 14 playoffs. So I think Clemson at uh, plus 11.35 there at Circa uh, is a, a good pick to look at perhaps to win the national title. 100%. I, I've been saying that actually since uh, the better part of late spring when spring football was around. Clemson's one of the teams I'm eyeing up because uh, the way I approach this, Paul, is simply if you're asking me for a team's chances to win the national title, the first question you have to answer is can they get to the college football playoff and what is their path? And Clemson has the easiest path of anybody to the college football playoff. They're still by far the best team in the ACC. Uh, their defense last year finished top five in the nation. So if they get the, the quarterback thing figured out, and I, I think they will, and I, I wouldn't shock me to see them go to Cade, Cade Klubnik sooner rather than later. But I, I 100% agree with the handicap there. And there's another team that I look at that I think is following that same path, and they've got even longer odds, but I like them a lot, and that's USC. I mean, there's really only one real contender in the Pac-12, and that really sits with uh, with Utah. Uh, I mean, yes, Oregon, but they've had a lot of changes. You know, they have a new head coach, and um, they may be a little bit ripe for the picking. You get USC coming in there with Lincoln Riley, and you ask yourself, what's the viability of USC to win the Pac-12? And if they win the Pac-12, will they go to the college football playoff? Well, as long as they don't have two losses, the answer is yes, they will. Um, and so I like them, given that Lincoln Riley can turn that offense around. He's getting uh, Caleb Williams coming from Oklahoma with him. There's familiarity there. Do you like USC using that same sort of logic? Yeah, I mean, it used to be in the old days, uh, a team that went three and six last year in conference play uh, in probably the weakest of the, uh, of the uh, Power Five conferences, a team that gave up 32 points a game, you couldn't consider them for a college playoff uh, position. But these are different times, obviously. I mean, with the transfer portal, uh, you can do a complete roster makeover um, pretty much from one season to the next. And that's uh, what Lincoln Riley did. I mean, he's got so many new players there. Caleb Williams, his quarterback at Oklahoma, followed him to L.A. Uh, also, his top wide, one of his top wide receivers there at Oklahoma, Mario Williams, also went out to L.A. And then they get Oregon running back Travis Dye, he hadn't got as much publicity as some of the others, but he has over 4,300 uh, career all-purpose yards. And then, of course, you get the late edition of uh, last year's Bolitnikoff winner, Jordan Addison uh, of Pittsburgh. They still have to, though. There's no question they got to improve that defense again. They gave up almost 32 points a game last year. And while they've got all those skill guys, you know, they still have to get better on the offensive line to be uh, championship caliber. So they'll be an interesting watch. I think they're 25 to 1 there at Circa uh, to get to the national, uh, to win the national title, rather. And they'll be, uh, you know, I think they'll be one of the most uh, 
closely followed teams in all of college football this year, and it's going to be interesting to see what he uh, what he comes up with uh, in year one there at USC. Let's turn our attention to the SEC uh, and the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, after all the dust up between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, it's kind of added a little bit more juice to this rivalry. But if the SEC West was ever ripe for the picking, um, it could be now. Now, again, Alabama's locked and reloaded, although their quarterback, uh, Bryce Young, has lost a whole bunch of receivers to the NFL. I don't think there's really any concern, but Alabama will reload. But still, the SEC West here, if a and going to make a leap and we've been waiting for it, you have to figure LSU with Brian Kelly may take a year to get turned around. Auburn is transitioning. They're getting a new quarterback. Uh, you look at um, uh, Arkansas being a, a up-and-coming team and a halfway decent, consistent threat. But Ole Miss, they're changing quarterbacks as well. They'll have a little bit of regression, I think. You know, There's a lot of teams out there in the SEC West last year that were, were viable, but A&M really should be sitting right behind Alabama this year. And if they can beat them head-to-head again, which they did last year. Now, granted, this the, the game this year will be in Tuscaloosa, not – at Kyle Field, but still, you know, there's going to be that extra juice for this rivalry. Is it possible AM could come out of the West? And if they do, um, that may put them in the driver's seat to get to the college football playoff. Well, if they come out of the SEC West, they'll certainly have a great opportunity uh, to make the four team playoff. Uh, you know, they, in the last nine years, and again, these teams can uh, change over their roster quite quickly, but in the last nine years, in SEC play, the Aggies have finished better than 500 only twice. And despite yeah. the uh, upset win over Alabama last year as a double-digit dog there in College Station, they were still only 4-4 four and four in league play uh, in 2021. They've certainly been very aggressive uh, with their NIL program, and I think that's going to start you know, paying major dividends soon. But I think the Aggies, I think they're a year away. Uh, they lose their top offensive lineman, Kenyon Green, a guy who was a first-round selection of the Houston Texans, got to replace their entire defensive line. Uh, they also have a question mark at quarterback. Uh, you know, they've got Haynes King, a guy who was their opening game starter last year, who was injured uh, early last year and missed most of the season. Either going to be King or LSU transfer Max Johnson. I think it's probably going to be King. But I think the Aggies, I think they got too many questions. And although Alabama certainly – uh, lost a lot of talent, as you referenced. Certainly, uh, no position probably uh, affected more so than that wide receiver position. I still think Alabama's considerably stronger than Texas A&M. But like you said, if they happen to beat Alabama, uh, they're going to be in position to perhaps uh, earn a spot in that playoff. Well, one more quick turn our attention to the Big Ten and Ohio State. Seems like we're waiting for them to get over the hump and win the national championship with Ryan day at the helm. Uh, it's, it's incredibly tough given, you know, who else is out there from the sec, but uh, do you like their chances this year? I mean, even though they have lost everything, that's still probably going to be one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the country. Yeah. I mean, offensively, they're just going to be so prolific. You know, they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, they've got to get better on defense. Uh, that's no uh, you know, that's no great revelation. They gave up 23 points a game last year, averaged almost 46 points per game last year, though. And I think with C.J. C.J. Stroud back and just a host of uh, weapons, they probably got the top uh, receiver in the uh, in the country coming back. They got one of the top running backs in the nation, and uh, Trayvon Henderson. They just have weapons all over the field. 
they could eclipse 50 points a game uh, average this year. So they're so good offensively. Uh, I know some people, I have Alabama as my number one power-ranked team uh, with Ohio State just a notch below. But I know a couple of people who I really have respect for who have Ohio State power-ranked higher than Alabama. So certainly Ohio State has to be one of the primary contenders to uh, make that 14 playoff. Yeah, it could be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Uh, college football handicapper Paul Stone here on Point Spread Sunday. Paul, thanks for the time this morning. Uh, can't wait for college football to get here. Certainly we'll do it, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Good deal, Mark. Appreciate you having me, and have a great Sunday. All right. Happy Father's Day to you and all out there. Uh, as when we come back, we'll turn our attention to the U.S. Open as uh, tee times and uh, guys getting out on the course here shortly uh, for the final round of the U.S. Open. And uh, we will see where Will Zalatoris and Matt Fitzpatrick uh, stack up. We'll look at some of the odds there as well. Uh, we will get into some NBA numbers that are out, not only for the draft, but MVP odds for next year. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Point Spread Sunday is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen Citrus, and many, many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is in America's number one nicotine pouch. It's available at over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zinno. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We will get more into the NFL coming up here in just a few moments, uh, actually 15 minutes from now, as Barry Wilner of the AP joins us. We'll talk some NFL with him as well. Uh, Wanted to turn our attention here to the NBA real quick as we get some new odds coming out, particularly the NBA draft. Uh, And... The odds for the number one overall pick are out there, and we're only a couple of weeks away, but Jabari smith Valburn is the favorite at minus 165, and Chet Holmgren uh, from Gonzaga, the, the seven-footer, the tall center, is the second favorite at plus 115. This really is like one of the closer co-favorites scenarios that we've had in quite some time. Typically, the last couple of years, the number one overall pick has been pretty consensus from everybody uh, in the NBA draft. But after you get past Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren, you get a huge drop-off uh, to Paolo Manquero uh, of Duke, Jay Nivey of Purdue, uh, you know, and a couple of other names out there. But you're talking about numbers that just drop way off. So it's either Smith or Holmgren. And uh, depending on, you know, where you think the uh, – uh, you know, the, the team at the top of the draft will go and, and and what direction they want to go in. You know, I think it will skew what, what direction you're in. Of course, there's always trades, and that's really the one big thing that changes the game here. Um, let's take a quick look at the NBA odds before we get to the U.S. Open. Uh, for MVP are out. Your favorite to win the MVP, Joel Embiid. Uh, Luka Doncic comes in at second. Again, Embiid 5-1. to one. Luka Doncic plus 550. Giannis is at 7 to 1. Uh, Nicole Jokic, the back to back MVP, is at 8.5 to 1. And the guy that I think is getting totally disrespected here next is John Morant at 10 to 1. Right now, that's where I would put my money. Uh, and I, I get the concept that Joel Embiid is, you know, likely to win one if he has a good year. But the question is, is, you know, will he have another year? coming up like he did last year. Can he stay healthy enough to win the MVP award? 
Last year may have been his best shot, and he deserved it, and he didn't get it. Whatever NBA writers you guys do, you, I'm, I'm totally, you know, at this point, like numb to the whole concept. That said, clearly Luca will be in the conversation again. But one, Luca was hurt a lot last year, and his playoff dominance doesn't carry over to the regular season. Like playoff Luca is different than regular season Luca. Like regular season Luca is still really impre- impressive, but playoff Luca is a whole different level. You know, you're talking about the stratosphere of just, you know, some of the names of the best players in the game um, ever to play basketball, period. That's where his playoff stats are. So, you know, good old regular season Luka is very, very good. He's going to average close to a triple-double, and uh, he's going to be the best player on his team. But again, it's one of those deals where sometimes the MVP award doesn't go to the team that finishes fifth or sixth in their conference. And it shouldn't happen last year. I mean, that's the other thing about the MVP in the NBA is it's got to be on a team that's usually first or second in their conference, right? And the Grizzlies are going to fit that mold once again. Does Golden State care about being first or second in the West? No, they don't. They just go out and win games and win titles. That's all that matters to them. They were perfectly content being a three seed this year. Um, being, you know, losing home court didn't matter to them. But it does to the Grizzlies, and they're going to win 57, 60 games next year uh, as long as everybody is healthy. And John Morant at 10 to 1 seems to me like the best value right now as we sit here, you know, kind of a a year away from handing out that award again, or at least 11 months away from handing out that award again. I just, I I love the position. Jokic is not going to win three in a row. Giannis already has a couple in his back pocket. It would have to be a dominating year. And I'm just talking about how NBA voters think, uh, at least let me rephrase it, how NBA voters have led us to believe they think given the way they've handed out this award in the past. So uh, if it's not Luka, it's likely going to be Ja. And what's going against Luka is unless Dallas makes some massive changes to the roster to be that much better, they're probably still at best the fourth seed or the the fourth best team out West. And that's just purely from a roster standpoint. If Phoenix doesn't break, let's just assume for argument's sake, Phoenix does break up and DeAndre Ayton goes somewhere else and they're not... You know, uh, they're going to go in a different direction. Still puts the Grizzlies at, stop, at at the top. Golden State likely will still be better than Dallas, depending on what sort of changes Dallas may make in the offseason. But objectively right now, kind of figuring things out. Uh, and then you have a variety of teams out there. Will the Clippers be better again once they have a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for a full season? Probably. Um, at least better than Dallas. Yeah, I would, I would think that they would have a better roster. So, um, again, and, and where do the Timberwolves fit into this thing? Where do, where do some of the other teams out West that, you know, uh, sort of got looked over? I mean, again, Denver with a healthy Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Are they a better team than Dallas? Probably at least from a roster standpoint. So to give Luca the award, he's going to have to do better than fifth, fourth or fifth in, in the West. But I, I think the Grizzlies will be a one or two seed out West again. And the award is John Morant's uh, for, for the taking. So just some uh, thoughts on, on those odds that have been, um, that have been, been pushed out here for MVP for next year in the NBA. All right, let's turn our attention to golf in the U S open as we have golfers out on the course right now, we've had two pairings go off. Um, and it looks like uh, Bryson DeChambeau is a one big name. that's going to tee off here within the next 10 minutes or so uh, as he's eight over. And Oh, by the way, um, I'm still not understanding why there is a contingent of people out there who are celebrating the guys who went to the live tour 
playing so poorly. Um, I'm not sure what that's all about, but okay. Remember, folks, everybody on the live tour, all they did was just take a different job. That's it. They did nothing more than take a different job that paid more money and had better hours. Nothing wrong with that. There, there really isn't. People who are rooting against them, I, I'm not really sure why. The PGA is actually the bad guy in this scenario, not the live tour. But again, different conversation for a different day. Uh, you look at the odds at the top of the leaderboard with Will Zalatoris and Matt Fitzpatrick. Both of those guys looking for their first major. Um, they Again, they don't tee off till 2.45 Eastern, 11.45 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. But just the odds for the outright winner, Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris, uh, and they have John Rahm one stroke behind. Uh, he is 4-1, to one, John Rahm is right now. To win it. And Rom really should have gone into Sunday with the lead. He double bogeyed 18 yesterday to go from one stroke up to one stroke back. Uh, and it certainly hurt him. Um, Rory McElroy is four strokes off the pace. He's 10 to one right now. Scotty Scheffler is six to one. There is a trend. I said it yesterday. I said it earlier in the show, and I'll repeat it one final time here. 25 of the last 26 U.S. Open winners after two rounds. We're all sixth or better. So only one time somebody was outside of sixth or better won the U.S. Open in the last quarter century. Uh, Scotty Scheffler was not better than sixth yesterday. He was tied for eighth. So uh, would he be somebody who can buck that trend? Yes, he's got the talent to do it and he's got the the, the play to do it. But um, that would be that would be seriously fading into a quarter century trend that I wouldn't run against. John Rahm, however, was in the top six uh, after two rounds. And so that's probably where I'd put my money because I've seen the Will Zalatoris, Matt Fitzpatrick story already. Uh, all you got to do is just go back to Augusta. All you got to do is just go back to the last couple of majors where both of these guys have been in contention on Saturday and Sunday and have fallen apart down the stretch, especially Zalatoris. You know, I, I mean, I've seen that, 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 you know, cutaway to him of just him, you know, picking the cap off his head, you know, with his hand on his hip and his head down, just wondering how I got so close and didn't get there yet. I've seen that story before. So until it goes in the other direction, I don't really know how much I feel like I want to back either one of those guys until they get over the hump, especially when the value isn't all that great. Four to one on Rom seems very comfortable right now. Sure, you'd love it to be bigger, but for a guy who's the defending U.S. Open champ uh, and, you know, is one of the top golfers in the world, this seems to be the spot for him to do this. However, again, the leaderboard is very tight, and there's a lot of room for, for everybody to move. Um, but yesterday, there were only three golfers in the top 10 who got who cracked 70. Um, and and Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, and Keegan Bradley were the only other ones. Other than that, you know, it was a very tough day out on the course. Colin Morikawa, who was a co-leader yesterday, shot 77 um, on Saturday, and it just took him right out of the mix. So from a guy who was uh, four under and and uh, and in position to to go win the U.S. Open with two more good rounds, fell to two over. So that's where we are again. Um, Rory McIlroy also three strokes off the lead. Definitely possible for him to get back in it. All right, coming up next, we'll turn our attention to the NFL and uh, some early look aheads at win totals and more. That is coming up next right here on Vsin on Point Spread Sunday, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com slash Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And that Sunday morning Peacock matchup is between the Phillies and Nationals, a game that I handicapped earlier that will be part of my slate for the day. And we'll give you all those picks coming up here in just about 15 minutes or so. But for right now, let's turn our attention back to the NFL as we welcome in from the Associated Press, Barry Wilner joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Barry, good morning and welcome. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, fantastic. Thank you for being here. Happy Father's Day to you and yours, and certainly appreciate your time this morning. Let's start out with uh, Deshaun Watson and his pending suspension. We're in that dead period right now uh, after many camps are over and we're waiting for training camp to start. I mean, it's fair to say we would expect to hear something from the NFL shortly before training camp gets underway, no? Yeah, I think it may be sooner than that. I actually think that we may hear a decision uh, before the July 4th weekend. Uh, I think that that's going to target if the investigation was done uh, for the NFL to announce something. Um, I think that that would also give uh, the Browns and Watson's team, uh, legal team, more time uh, before training camp begins to kind of sort everything out. So I really think we may get a decision within the next two weeks or so. Care to even speculate a guess at what the punishment would look like? Well, I'm going to use a word that you probably don't want to hear, but I think it may be indefinite. Uh, I think really uh, that would yeah. I think that may give the league uh, some wiggle room, and um, then they could uh, determine if more cases come out, civil cases, or even you know criminal cases come out uh, involving Watson. Uh, they could adjust it. Um, I don't think it's going to be less than eight games. I think it may be a year. But I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL used the word indefinite so it has that wiggle room. Yeah, and, which, and they've done that before, right? Like, it's not – it's smart of you to, to assess that, and it makes sense because indefinite for the NFL is they have a, a time frame in mind, and, you know, it's arbitrary to them uh, when they want to let it go. But, yeah, that, that does make total sense now that you say it again. It's a uh, – your first, it pops off the screen indefinite, like, wow. And and uh, you think that's going to be forever, but really it's probably just a year and the NFL gives themselves the wiggle room to end indefinite whenever they want. Uh, that said, you know, the Cleveland is still going to be a very talented team and a very talented roster. And they've already, there were reports coming out yesterday that, um, that Cleveland was willing to eat half of Baker Mayfield's salary. Uh, I, I mean, is there that much of a rift? Forget the upgrade that, from a pure quarterback standpoint, that Watson is over Baker Mayfield. But are, are the Browns really prepared to say we'd rather have Jacoby Brissett than Baker Mayfield as our starting quarterback week one? Because that seems odd to me. Uh, if they're prepared to do that, they're prepared to write off the season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, despite the problems that he's had in Cleveland on and off the field, uh, and you know, and verbal spats too. It's a much better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett, but it looks like the the ties that bind there have been ripped apart, and they did excuse him from uh, the the um, mandatory mini camps. Um, I think there's a market for Baker Mayfield. There's definitely a market for him, 
if the Browns are willing to eat that much of the salary, but they're then writing off a season in a division that's not bad at all. Remember years ago, not that many years ago, that division was all Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Right, yeah. But now, now you add Cincinnati to, to the uh, equation, and a Browns team that does have more talent, um, it's going to be very hard for them to compete in that division with, with a, a backup quarterback who uh, is, is just that and not much more. So uh, I, I think Cleveland's really put itself in a very difficult situation, uh, which it probably deserves. <laughs> the city of Cleveland. Oh, man. All right, let's stay in the AFC North for a second because Lamar Jackson, Sands' agent, uh, is trying to uh, negotiate his next deal. And look, for years, the leverage is always with the teams in this scenario, right? I mean, it's the franchise tag or whatever else. I mean, the, you know, the players don't have much, uh, much to work with. That said, I can't recall us ever seeing a high-level, high-caliber starting quarterback ever sitting out and missing any games, even preseason for that matter. Like, even if he doesn't play the preseason, he's not necessarily sitting out. And it does him no good to sit out because, uh, as we've seen, you know, quarterbacks have to play in order to prove their worth. And it's such a, you know, what have you done for me lately position that Lamar's going to play this year, I think, no matter what. It's just a question of does he ball out and earn himself more money or does he stink up the joint and lose himself money and, and end up getting either tagged or going somewhere else? So how does this play out for the Ravens? And do you think Lamar actually has the, the chutzpah, as they say, to sit out of this thing? Uh, no, I don't think he will sit out. And uh, the Ravens are one of the, let's say, five best organizations in the NFL. Very well run. Uh, they draft very well. Uh, they're good by their players. Uh, they've really never had uh, a major situation money-wise like this. Uh, I think this gets settled. I'm not sure that uh, it'll get settled for this season. I could see him getting a long-time contract that would kick in next season. But as for balling out, let's make a comparison here. I'd like to hear your opinion on it, Mark. Um, let's compare it to Aaron Judge. Look what he's doing in a season when he felt he was lowballed by $3 million. Now, you and me, <laughs> that's not lowballing at all. But, you know, the guy like Aaron Judge, yeah. Suppose Lamar Jackson goes out and has the kind of season that Aaron Judge is having right now. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's... Look, you don't even have to look outside the, the, the Baltimore city limits to have a similar example. If you remember when Joe Flacco was there in the final year of his rookie deal, he got lowballed by the Ravens and refused the offer that they gave him and then went out and won the Super Bowl. And it cost the Ravens about $25 million when it was all said and done uh, when it happened. I, I don't know if Lamar is going to do the same thing, but it's to that level. If, if Lamar wants the huge contract, he's going to have to go out and earn it. Um, and there are there is a contingent in Baltimore, and I, I was there for a decade, and I covered that Super Bowl team, and uh, I know the organization pretty well, and, and the fan base. There is a contingent of that fan base that isn't 100 percent sure that Lamar's the guy yet, um, despite ev all the evidence to the contrary that you've seen. You know, um, they they have questions about his his ability to win in the playoffs. They have questions about his ability to throw the football in general, but then you talk about the lack of offensive weapons and support he's had around him. So um, there's there's contingents on both sides here, Barry. I think the, the, the fan base in Baltimore certainly should look at one other thing, and that is how injured that team was last year. I don't, I can't remember a team that was more destroyed by injuries that had a, real, had a good chance at being a championship team than what happened in Baltimore. Um, I think that... Um, 
Lamar is um, a high-quality quarterback who is just uh, reaching now what will be his prime. And um, I don't know that that puts him in the top five or six quarterbacks. I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not, I don't think that he's Josh Allen. But I do think that Lamar is probably worth the kind of money he's looking for if he can stay healthy. And that has been such a problem for the Ravens in the last few seasons, not just the quarterback, but a lot of positions. Real quick, Barry, got about a minute left. I want you just to kind of give me a, a one side or the other here. Do the Dolphins benefit more from Tyree Kill, or do the Chiefs hurt more from losing him? I think the Dolphins will benefit more from having him, but I think the Chiefs are still the best team in that division. And the same thing with the Packers and the Raiders. Do, do the Packers hurt more from losing Devontae Adams, or do the Raiders benefit more from gaining him? Uh, the Raiders will benefit a lot more from gaining him, um, but that's almost a toss-up because the Packers just don't have that go-to receiver now, and Aaron Rodgers has really never played uh, a season without having that kind of a receiver. Yeah, and oh, by the way, I'll continue to tell everybody the Las Vegas Raiders are one of the most undervalued teams, and if you look at the win totals in that division, it's 10.5 for the Chiefs, 10.5 for the Chargers, 10.5 for the Broncos, and 8.5 for the Raiders. Not everybody in that division is going to finish above 500. Somebody is going below. Who do you think it is? Maybe the Chargers. Um, I'll, I'll base it on the coaches. And, and I'm not a big fan of, of Staley right now in his game decisions. I think the Chargers are probably the weakest of those four teams. Yeah, again, I, I 100% agree. Barry Wilner of the AP. Thanks so much for the time this morning. Appreciate it. Great conversation. We'll do it again soon. You bet. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, again, the AFC West, it just logically, folks, the chances of every single team finishing above 500 are very, very slim. And that's what the win totals, if you bet all the overs there, are telling you. I think the Chargers are the team that really, to me, uh, is prime for regression. But they have strengthened their defense so much that it may be hard for them to do it. Maybe the Broncos are the team that falters. All right. We come back. I'll give you my rundown of plays for the day. Only Major League Baseball left in the U.S. Open. That's coming up next right here. I'm Mark Zeno on Point Spread Sunday on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. 
Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, and premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use our betting tools, all of them, and... A live video stream whenever and wherever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber from now through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back into this final episode of, final segment rather, of Point Spread Sunday. Definitely not the final episode. We'll hope to be back next week. Um, but uh, here on this Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And uh, make you, uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Make it the best one. Yet, uh, as we go through our final segment here, as we always do, let's run down all the plays here that we're going to have for today. As I said, uh, quickly starting with the U.S. Open, John Rahm at 4-1 to one right now is probably the bet I'd make if you don't have a ticket in your pocket already and you're about to approach the window on Sunday. Go get John Rahm. He's the guy you got to trust the most. He's only a stroke off the pace. He's following that trend of being top six. Uh, and winning the U.S. Open for the last 25 of the last 26 U.S. Opens. So he kind of meets all the criteria. Will Zalatoris and Matt Fitzpatrick still have yet to get over the hump. The co-leaders right now, one stroke ahead of Rom. Seen this story before from those guys sort of uh, gacking it away on Sunday. So we'll back Rom to be back-to-back U.S. Open champions. A U.S. Open champion here in consecutive years. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get the 4-1 to one ticket there. All right, let's turn our attention to... 
Major League Baseball here, a variety of different plays today, including a bunch of K-props here. But uh, let's start with the Peacock game that's going to get underway here in just under two hours, the early 11.35 a.m. Eastern game uh, between Philadelphia and Washington. Now, Philadelphia comes into this game having won five consecutive games in D.C. But we're going to back the Nats here, plus one and a half on the run line at minus 102. Zach Elfin starts for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he has been fantastic this year at home, but awful this year on the road. At home, he's got a 195 ERA on the road, 7.13. At home this year, he's given up just 23 hits in 37 innings. On the road this year, he's given up 34 hits in 24 innings. Batting average against at home, a very minuscule 173 on the road. Hitters are batting 340 against Elfin this year on the season. Jackson Tetralt will make his second start. Uh, the young man was called up when Steven Strasburg uh, had to be put back on the IL, and he had to step into the train that was the Atlanta Braves' 14-game win streak. According to reports in D.C., he's pitching for his job here in a sense that he might not get a third start if this one doesn't go well. Uh, for pitchers who are creatures of habit, uh, the 11:35 start shouldn't throw off somebody who's making their second ever start and is still trying to learn their way through the bigs. Uh, this is a Nationals team that doesn't strike out a lot, uh, and it, you know I could even look at Zach Elfin's under four and a half Ks as well uh, as something that could come in because the Nationals will need to get their offense going. The Phillies have had sort of dominated them uh, again in the five games at home, including sweeping a doubleheader. So uh, let's back. The Nationals today on the run line at plus one and a half. Uh, K-Prop, though, we're going to play Corey Kluber of the Tampa Bay Rays. Over four and a half here at minus 122. The Orioles have the fifth highest strikeout rate and strikeouts per game in Major League Baseball this year. They do it nine times a game. Now, Kluber has been a back and forth, up and down pitcher this entire year. And this isn't necessarily like a thing that you should factor in your handicap. It's more coincidence than anything else. But he has gone five or over. And then under in consecutive starts dating all the way back to the beginning of May. So he's gone over this number, under it, over this number, under it. If that holds true again, he's in the over spot. But he's faced the Orioles twice already this year. In the first start against him, he went over four and a half and got to five. In the second start, he only lasted three innings and struck out two. Why did he only last three innings? Well, it was a rain delay, and he didn't come out on the other side of it. In fact, the Rays were up 4 nothing. He got staked to a 4 nothing lead. He left the game when it was 4-2, or the rain delay came in when it was 4-2 in the third inning, and he had struck out just two batters but never got a chance to get back out on the mound. So we don't know how the rest of that start against the Orioles would have went. But with the Orioles being such a high strikeout team here, I'll back Kluber at over 4.5 Ks uh, at juice that is right in that range that, you, that you'd like to pay. Uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of the first inning over under half run prop bet and um, the nerfie or the yerfie, if you will. This is a specific situation that is 100% about matchups. It is very juicy at minus 156 to the under, but we back it today when the Marlins take on the Mets, and here is why. The Mets are number two in Major League Baseball in first inning run scored percentage, and they're number one overall at home. Pushing a run across in the first inning 56% of the time. That's insanely good. We're going to fly in the face of those numbers here because Sandy Alcantara is starting for the Miami Marlins, who's been lights out just insanely good this year. 1.68 ERA, 0.96 whip for Alcantara. He's allowed just three runs overall in his last 31 and two-thirds innings 
that's enough for me to take one of the best pitchers in baseball, even though it's against this Mets lineup, which is very good and scores a ton of runs and has scored a bunch in the first inning at home this year. We'll back Alcantara. Chris Bassett starts for the Mets. Um, he has been better at home this year than he has on the road, allowing just a two point, a two sixteen batting average at City Field this year against opponents. But Miami has the third worst first inning scored percentage of any team in Major League Baseball. Only the Tigers and Orioles have a lower percentage of first inning runs scored than the Marlins do this year. So again, this is all about a matchup here between Alcantara uh, against a very good Mets lineup and a a bad Marlins scoring team against a Mets team that doesn't allow. Uh, runs at home and the Mets this year, the best in major league baseball in opponent first inning percentage run score, just 9% of the time the Mets have allowed their opponent to score at city field um, in, in the first inning. So all the numbers seem to work out, uh, dive into the juice here and swimming it. And, and let's keep our fingers crossed that nothing crazy happens. Kate prop. We're going to back here is Alex Cobb, Alex Cobb of the San Francisco giants as they take on the Pittsburgh pirates. The Pirates have the third highest Ks per game at home this year of any team in Major League Baseball. Um, And with that, Alex Cobb has been back and forth. He's been good in certain starts and bad in other ones. But um, this is a number that he should be able to get over against a high strikeout team like the Pirates. Now, the, the bugaboo here for Cobb is that he's been banged around and he gets hit a lot and they score runs against him a lot. And so the challenge really is for him to stay deeper into this game to get there. If he doesn't get to the fifth, he's not going over this number. So if Pittsburgh gets out early, uh, Cobb might not last long enough in this game to do it. Uh, but if he's fortunate enough to get a two strikeout inning early and gets three strikeouts through the first two innings, you got to feel good. Like uh, he can get you at least one more strikeout per inning before the fifth and get you over the number. That's kind of the game script you want to develop and the way you want to develop it. But two strikeouts in an inning in the first or the second really would, would, be the determinant here because again, Cobb's going to get banged around. Uh, they're going to put bat on ball against him and it's going to be hard for him to last in games. Um, two more K props. We'll look at here. Both of them in the Atlanta Chicago game uh, as Kyle Hendricks toes the rubber for the Cubs. His total is set at three and a half, which seems insanely low for the team that strikes up more than any team in major league baseball in the Atlanta Braves. Now it's heavily juiced at 142, And I did look for an alternate prop here. You can get four and a half at plus money, plus 186 for Kyle Hendricks. And that's probably the better way to go. Again, the Braves strike out more than any team in Major League Baseball. I expect the Braves bats to come alive today because they've been shut out and shut down in the first two games of this series. Uh, And so I do like the over in this game at minus 104, over eight and a half. Cubs have averaged four and a half runs per game at home. Only 3.8 on the road as I'm combining both the K-prop and the game here. But we are going to take the over on Atlanta and Chicago. But as I said, Hendricks, if you go... Five plus Ks at plus 186. I saw that line on FanDuel. That's the way to go. Uh, then over the three and a half and laying the juice. But still, either way, against the highest strikeout team in Major League Baseball, it would be rather surprising. Hendricks isn't a great strikeout pitcher, so I get the hesitancy there. But if, you, if you're comfortable laying the juice, do it at three and a half just to get yourself an extra strikeout in your pocket. But uh, that seems favorable on both accounts. And Ian Anderson of the Braves here going up against uh, the – the Cubs, Anderson has been better on the road than at home. He's got 34 strikeouts and 39 innings on the road this year. His number at four and a half is just minus 118 to go to the over. Uh, so there's another way to, to, to do it there as well. The Cubs uh, aren't necessarily a high strikeout team, but they're very middle of the road. They're not high or low, and it's just a matter of Anderson being better. And with the Braves not wanting to get swept, 
after the 14-game win streak was snapped. They lose two in a row. In fact, the Braves haven't lost three in a row all year long. They should be extra motivated here in this spot, um, and the bats should come alive. It's just a question of Anderson uh, making sure that this game isn't a slugfest uh, and, and backing him to do his part that he's done all year long on the road. So that does it for the slate for me for today. In Major League Baseball, again, John Rahm uh, to win the U.S. Open at four and one, at four to one. Wishing Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Sit back, relax, watch some golf, watch some baseball, have a cold one and a cigar, and enjoy the rest of your day. I'll be back here again on Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday next week. Mark Zeno signing off. The Lombardi Line coming up next here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Sunday, everybody. Good. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.